Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Good morning, you're listening to Radio Maria England, broadcasting here from our London studio for our Just Life programme this morning. We're delighted to be joined on air by Charlotte de Clay. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Anna. Um, Charlotte is the producer of the Wintershaw Productions, um, open air plays which bring the story of the gospel to life each year to the thousands who come and watch the life of Christ at the beautiful Wintershaw Estate in the Surrey country countryside um, starting in just about a month's time. So we're really delighted to have Charlotte on the air with us here at Radio Maria this morning, um, sharing a bit more about the story and vision of Wintershaw and maybe giving us a sneak peek into what's been going on in the lead up to this year's The Life of Christ. Um, So Charlotte, it's it's a real pleasure to have you on Radio Maria this morning. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure um, for me to be here. We were reflecting just before we came on air um, about the fact that Radio Maria and Wintershaw share Our Lady of Medjugorje um, and the place of Medjugorje um, as a similarity in their in their founding stories. So I wonder if that would be a good place to perhaps start our journey through Wintershaw um, this morning. And I wonder if you could sort of explain how this how this all came to be, Charlotte. Um, it makes me quite emotional that I haven't even started to speak. <laughs> it's ridiculous um, because I feel so fortunate, really. Um, it started with me meeting a priest and I'd never met a priest before. <laughs> and I sat next to him at a friend's wedding and he was called Father Edward Corbold um, from um, from Ampleforth. And I didn't really know where that was either. Um, but he was marrying this friend of mine, and um, I told him I'd never met a priest before, and, were, and I was probably about 33 at the time, and I'm now 66. Um, and I just couldn't understand how somebody could give their life up on an if. And he said, it's not an if, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he said, I came back from a place called Medjugorje yesterday, and I think this must have been um, 1986, 87. I think it was 86, actually. And he said, I think you should go there. Mm. And my mum at the time was going through a very bad patch, and I said, I think we should go, mum. And we went for her birthday in January, and it was freezing. Um, and there was nobody there. And we found ourselves staying at a place, well, we nearly stayed at a place called Chitluk just before it, in a very sort of communist-type apartment. Anyway, we got to Majigura, just mum and I, and it was quite tricky in those days. And um, it changed our lives. 
And um, mum went back um, several times after that. And I did things like alpha and other things. And suddenly um, it wasn't an if, it was a reality. And um, then mum took my father and my father started to write the plays probably when he was 68 years old. He is now 96. And he said that, that this was what he'd been born to do. He'd been a very successful businessman. Um, and um, we had a marvellous life in the country and um, at Wintershaw. But he felt how could he get this story out to as many people as possible who wouldn't necessarily go to be going to church or know the story. And he thought he'd write the play from the Gospels. And he set about it, and it took him a year to, to write The Life of Christ. I mean, um, they'd been doing the Nativity play before that. But he he, he heard that he, the Pope said, I think, in year 2000 or 1999, mm. do something um, so people will know that 2,000 years ago, Jesus came. Mm. And Dad thought, I'm going to follow his instructions and I'll do something special for the millennium. And he wrote The Life of Christ. That's that's really beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that story. And how did it how did it go from um that small idea to the, the large scale sort of what were the early it, days? It really <laughs> started with um mum coming back and saying we've got to do something. Um, at Christmas, it started with the nativity play and, you know, it was a few straw bales and a few locals coming to do it mm. in, at the barn at the top of the hill. Mum then also commissioned the Stations of the Cross, and which is walked by literally thousands, particularly mm. children today. And um, from from the nativity play, Dad always, who was a, a very big thinker, said that this is lovely, but let's take it bigger. They then started to do the passion play at Easter on our tennis court here at Windershill. Mm -hmm. And then probably about, uh, well, then Millennium, he thought we'll do the, 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 the full life of Christ and we'll do it for the just the year. But he was sort of, they were overwhelmed with people who wanted to come. Mm -hmm. And it's instead of it going on for a year, it's been going on for 23 years. And um, then probably it was about 11 years ago, they thought we must take it out. They'd started in Guildford High Street, mm -hmm. but they thought, let's get it into London. Mm -hmm. And they came um, they, they, they thought actually they were staying in London and they took the bus to Trafalgar Square and they said, let's do it here. And that started the, um, the London play. And I wonder if it might be worth um, quickly explaining to some of our listeners who are perhaps not familiar with Wintershawl, um, how, how big of a scale we're, <laughs> we're talking for the, for the life of Christ. Would you, well, would you for the life of Christ, yeah. we're, well, um, it's it's been interesting. It's gone up and down over the years. Some years it's been um, early years. We were at, after the millennium. We were absolutely mobbed. <laughs> then sort of in the early uh, well, probably ninety uh, twenty eleven twenty twelve, it fell off, and people did stop coming. And they took a year break. Mm -hmm. 
Then we started again and they did the Acts of the Apostles in the year break, which was another lovely play that Dad wrote. Um, and then we were, I think we were up to about 80 schools in 2019, 2020. Then uh, the pandemic hit. And I think we're up to about 60, 65 schools who are coming that week mm. um, in um, in June. But we hope to be five or 6,000 people who will mm. come and sit with their picnics and watch the life of Christ um, through the through the day, starting with um, the Annunciation and going on to the Resurrection. Mm. And it starts at about 10 in the morning and finishes about 3 now. We've had to cut it a bit to work in with school buses and things mm. like that. Um, but it's a lovely week. And how about how about the cast? How many how many uh, people cast, have you, um, have you got this We've year? got a great young cast this oh. year. I just can't believe it. We've got so many young disciples because we <laughs> thought, oh my gosh, that you know the people don't you know we 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 totally um, volunteer based and we've got a, a young lovely Jesus who's a secondary teacher Pete Bergen uh, um, at the working Catholic school secondary school and he's playing Jesus and we've got a team of young disciples um, with immense energy and sort of real lads <laughs> and it's given it a whole different um feel to how it has been when it's been actually more traditionally you know um older wiser not necessarily so there's a whole new energy that came into trafalgar square this year so we mm -hmm. it was um it's it's great so many young ones want to give up their weekends <laughs> and come and stage manage or come and be gsms or um you know come and put it mm -hmm. on their cvs so it's it's wonderful to have them Yes, that's that's really great to hear. Lots of young actors, or well, volunteers yeah. getting involved. Or, or they're not yeah. even. I well, mean, you know, yes. they, they can. They're they're all sorts of none, and they just want to do a bit of acting. And you know, we we've got um, a nice Muslim disciple. We've got a very nice um, Hindu disciple. So you know, they're all there coming, and we start every rehearsal with a prayer. And everybody's very respectful and um, delighted to, to be in it. I think we have fun. I think that's perhaps why they come. <laughs> and I'm, I've, I'm particularly struck by that diversity of the cast and also the audience. When um, you're watching in Trafalgar Square, you have people who just happen to be there and um, find yeah. themselves caught up in this. Um, what do you yeah. think of that element of um, ecumenical I diversity think... and sort of... Anyone and everyone is welcome to join in, um, but to tell a deeply, profoundly Christian story. Um, yes, yeah. I wonder if you could say a bit more about how that works. I think, um, I think Je well, there is no doubt that Jesus came for everybody. <laughs> Her, Our Lady is written about in the, uh, in the Quran more than, than in the Bible, virtually. Um, she, it's um, Jesus came for everybody and everybody is welcome. And if anybody wants to be in it, um, it doesn't matter if somebody's got learning difficulties or, I don't know, can't speak or whatever. There is a place for us all um, mm. in this story. 
And and for those who it's wonderful having the backing of the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, had four people from the GLA there saying, look, I encourage everybody in London to come and see the play and mm-hmm. learn the Christian story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the, 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 the London Eye who wrote to us saying, we're totally secular, but we know that the Christians love Good Friday. What can we do on the London Eye um, to celebrate your day? And um, they put you know, a purple cross in lights on, on the London Eye. So, you know, it's it's a story for everyone, and they won't make their way to a church, a lot of the people who come. They'll, they might come to an outdoor production, mm. but I, I, it's unlikely a, a lot of them would find their way into a church. Mm. And you might not hear the story of Jesus if you happen to wander into a church at the wrong moment. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, another aspect of the the participants um, of the productions are, of course, the animals. I wonder if we could just round off this first section um, by talking a bit about um, the animals you have <laughs> involved. Actually, in they're, more, they're more important <laughs> than the actors, let's be honest. As Jesus says, they're not looking at him, they're looking at the donkey. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, donkeys. Um, Pilot comes in on horses. We have more wonderful George who um, lends us his pigeons. And every penny he gets, he takes kids to Lourdes with. Um so we, yeah, we have the sheep <laughs> um, that um, go from school to school through the travelling crib in the autumn. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're a farm. <laughs> Winchell's a farm um, and the animals are all part of it. So they're, they're, they're vital, really, and people love them. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, I think we will... Um, bring this first section to a close with a music break. I will pass back over to Anna, other Anna, um, on the other side of the airwaves. This is Be Still for the Presence of the Lord.
Good morning, you're listening to Radio Maria and we're here in the London studio joined by Charlotte de Clay on air um, for our Just Life this morning. Charlotte is the producer of the Wintershaw plays and we've been talking a bit about how the story of Wintershaw um, came to be and how her father wrote the plays um, coming back from Medjugorje. Um, and of course we've talked a bit about the, the production this summer and the animals um, involved in it. And I wonder, moving into the next section, Charlotte, I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about yourself and your own um, engagement with the world of theatre. Sort of, how did you end up um, producing these plays? What was your involvement in theatre before Wintershaw? Um, or sort of, were you excited by the prospect of this or didn't want to t take part in this family endeavour at all? Um, Anna, hello. Um Totally hopeless at theatre. <laughs> totally hopeless. I, I mean, I wasn't even the third servant in a school play. Um, so it was a, a, an enigma to me. And um, I remember that I was put in once into one of the parts of the woman's whose son was healed. And I was dubbed because I sounded so unemotional. <laughs> I'm absolutely hopeless. But um, when we went to live in Scotland um, about 30-odd years ago, um, Mum and Dad had already got the Nativity play up and running, and I thought it was such an amazing community builder. Um, and I'd been to Medjugorje, and I'd done Alpha, and I knew... Uh, and you know, my my grandparents were Baptists, so uh, I had a, a, a I I was a committed Christian, mm. and um, beginning with Magigora, um, and um, funnily enough, I wasn't a Catholic at that stage. But we set up the nativity play. Me and my husband Rupert um, set up the nativity play in our very very um, not as smart a Winchell barn. Um, up in Scotland, and the community started to come. And we had thousands of people coming to our funny little barn, and we'd only just got up there. And mum and dad were doing the same down here. And um, then for millennium, dad wrote a special play for us in Scotland, because I didn't think, because the weather wasn't so good up there, that people would be outside um for so long and we he wrote something called in the footsteps of christ so we didn't st we started with john the baptist and um continued around our front field with that and schools came um it was extraordinary and then it was taken over by um uh, uh, some uh, jack stuart clark at dundas castle and um and then Dad, I think in his middle 80s, thought that it was time to step away. Computerization had come in much more. And I said I'd come down and help him raise money for Trafalgar Square mm. because it's incredibly expensive to put it on. And I came down probably 10 years ago now and work at Win and have taken over the charity in the last 10, ten years. Mm. Um, and it has grown in ways we never thought it would grow. 
and it's um yeah we we just pray we walk in the road of the holy spirit really and do where the spirit is blowing i mean our educational program has become huge mm. um yeah i with, think so, yeah no, sorry I was just going to say i think people sometimes might not realize that Windershaw is so much more um than the week of the life of christ in the summer yes could you continue and yeah. explain a bit more about the um education program and the outreach that you run at Wintershaw? Um, it, in, it really started properly in lockdown when, um, when the schools were locked up and locked in and we thought that they couldn't come to us. So Lucy Hall, who runs our educational programme, said, let's take the the crib uh, the, the the nativity out to them and we set up in car parks and playgrounds and we weren't allowed into the buildings but we took the animals and we took mary and the angel and um the donkey boy and the shepherds um five different stands and the kids used to file out of the schools and meet these characters on their in their playgrounds and every day we'd go to a different school and the whole school would hear the nativity story but the advent story so we didn't have to have a baby jesus it was about being on the journey to christmas mm. and um it became hugely popular i mean overwhelmingly popular so much so this year um well, last year we were in Lambeth Palace Gardens for a week and we had 47 London schools who came to see the travelling crib in Lambeth. They walked over the bridge, they came by trains and they were, again, multiracial, multi-faith schools, no faiths at all, coming to walk the story of Christmas. Um and what we do with it, we go in to schools um, to run assemblies with actor-led school assemblies. We do Lent retreat days um, in March and April and Advent days. We now have inset days for teachers and retreat days for teachers because a lot of the teachers don't know the stories. <laughs> and it's a time for them to come and stand away from the school and and um, experience everything Winchell has to offer, which is just the most beautiful environment, but also the story of Jesus. And they walk the stations of the cross and Lucy leads them. We do year six lever days. Um, and then we've got ma material and resources um, for pause and inquiry days online. And we meet the Ofsted educational requirements so it's um it's it's extraordinary it's extraordinary that um i think with the the terrible mental health issues that schools and kids across the the board are experiencing their need for connection with god <laughs> mm. is more now than ever before they need to know they're loved unconditionally whatever they are wherever they've come from and and whether there's AI or whatever there's out there, mm. God's real mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I, God's there for them. 
I think it's really beautiful, um, this idea of you travelling around and sort of meeting meeting these people in the playgrounds and in the car parks and bringing the story to them um, when tra- travelling to Medjugorje or going to the Holy Land or these other places of pilgrimage where where one might expect or think you have to go to to hear the story of Jesus or have your faith come alive um, is, yeah. not, is not accessible. Um, no. Yeah, I yeah, I wonder if you could say a bit about um, your own faith journey and how producing Winter Shawl has um, has helped you grow in your faith, or um, yeah, helped you <laughs> view the story of the gospel um, in a different way. Um, I know that I couldn't do it in my own strength. Mm. And I know that I am fully, <laughs> this is when I get emotional. <laughs> I know that I'm fully dependent on God. I'm fully dependent on people's prayer. Mm. How can we afford what we do? Mm. It's virtually impossible. We don't make any money, and yet we're still here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mum has an amazing prayer group of older ladies who um just completely she's had them going they've been going for over 30 years every tuesday father anthony um rings him from rome three times a week to lead the rosary at four o'clock every afternoon mm. but, uh, he, he he's it is completely based on prayer mm. um and the support of my scottish prayer group and um the cast praying Mm. And so all I know is that my own personal faith is as pathetic as it ever was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I bank on everybody else's. And um, we just, my own personal journey, it's always much more difficult to talk about myself. Mm. I find that quite tricky. (laughs) Um, um, I'm just fully dependent on the Holy Spirit and hope that we run the race that's set before us Mm. um that's all i can say really thank you for sharing and you have obviously spoken a bit about your parents um involvement in wintershaw but um i'm much better at that (laughs) (laughs) Um, how about your your own children and grandchildren are they wintershaw family Um, as well (laughs) yes they've all been baby jesus and (laughs) and it's difficult um for one's children um to grow up in a very Christian situation because they have to find their faith for themselves. They can take it up but just so far, but then actually they have to choose to turn towards Christ or not. Mm. Um, And I would say, well, uh, my daughter um, is one of the trustees um, at Wintershills, so that's fantastic, but she's got four little children and is flat out. Um, and I think they are all on their faith journeys, but I know that they are underpinned by by our prayer, as, you know, every praying mother and father mm-hmm. prays for their children. Um, and they're hugely supportive and they're fantastic. I, I feel mm. so blessed that that mm. they are very supportive. And I've got brothers and sisters who are supportive and nieces and nephews. So, you know, 
were very diverse here at Wintershaw, really. Mm -hmm. But they know at the heart of it, my parents are still very much alive. And um, the, the, the Christian story and that Jesus is at the heart. Our Lady led my father to Jesus, you know. That's mm -hmm. just how it is, really. <laughs> With all the ups and downs, let me tell you, it's certainly not perfect. Everybody says, oh, it's so peaceful and marvellous here at Wintershaw. And I'm thinking, really? Really? It's super stressful if you're living here. It reminds me a bit of uh, the chaos some of our listeners don't see. Um, yes, they the don't see. The calm of the radio um, voice. <laughs> yes, they just see lots of smiling faces saying welcome. Little in knowing that everybody's been sort of having a terrible shouting match in the back. <laughs> Um, and I wonder if you could then maybe following on from that, what have been some of the the challenges that you faced? You've obviously had the pandemic. How did that disrupt um, your plans um, for winter shorts? Hugely. I mean, hugely. There was, um, I, I just remember it, it, the pandemic started in March and we were fully engaged to start for e uh, Good Friday in the square. Mm. And we were shut down three weeks before all the contractors, all the actors, all everything suddenly shut down. And mm. um, so we made a little video to go out online because suddenly everybody was jumping online. And then the following year in the pandemic in Trafalgar Square, um, Annie Burnford, a lovely act, um, actress, helper, volunteer who's been with us for years and I went to London at five o'clock in the morning and decorated a cross in Trafalgar mm. Square that no, it was nobody was there and we were allowed to leave it up till Sunday um, just to just say that people might not be there but Jesus still is mm. um, and we obviously couldn't do the life of Christ so we did a walk we did a the walk of Christ so people could walk in their pods um around various scenes but we couldn't rehearse together um and we started the traveling crib mm. so extraordinarily even though people couldn't come to the productions the traveling crib was born mm -hmm. and that's led on to um what what the what's going on with the education today but it's difficult to build up audiences again mm. so that's why i want every every listener to come to the life <laughs> of christ please with a delicious picnic and enjoy <laughs> the wonders because um i mean it is a paid for event but, but trafalgar square is free so we have to find money to put that on for nothing so people mm -hmm. can come and learn the story it just reminded me of um, an article I read in the first lockdown about the Oberammergauer Passionspieler, the passion play um, that's performed every 10 years in Bavaria. And I remember this article saying that they were all ready to go for the 2020 season. Um, and then obviously lockdown happened and this little Bavarian village, which had geared up for a huge tourist influx, was suddenly found with a lot of beer, very empty, and with all the local men walking around having grown out beards. Um, exactly. <laughs> looking like That's they were the so men of Jerusalem. Um, and there were all these wonderful so photos of these Germans who were, had waited for their waited for their great um, 2020 play um, and sort of were left wandering around from their donkeys. <laughs> um, have you ever been to the to Oberammergau? 
Yes, I did. I went in year 2000. Mm, um, and we, we, we loved it. Um, it was uh, very different from ours. Ours is slightly more um, intimate, but it was marvellous. And I, I think actually mum went in back in the 40s, I think. No, no, she must have been in the 50s. Um, she went as a child and it had had an impact on her as well. So I think it's an amazing, um, amazing thing. But I think from what I understand, they've had difficulty getting their numbers back since the pandemic as well, because yeah. they put it on last year. And there's a sort of slight lethargy and or reticence about coming out, I think. or I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, churches have found it. People haven't come back to the churches, you know, mm -hmm. but perhaps they are now. Mm -hmm. And I think the Oberama girl has a particular challenge in that they do do it every 10 years. They sort of they have that whole cycle, whereas yeah. Winter Shawl, it sounds like you're incredibly busy <laughs> throughout the yeah, year. It's, it's all, all the, the time, time now. <laughs> um, you don't need a bubonic plague to, to trigger your, your, your no. productions. No. Uh, well, that was one of the, I remember reading that that was one of the amusing things that the, that Oberammergau passion play had, had come out originally, sort of out of that prayer that the people would put it on um, after being saved from that plague and then the irony that it was cancelled because of the pandemic um, but perhaps the, these sort of plays are exactly what we need to be doing um, Yes, <laughs> I mean we, we'd had this wonderful dream we had eight, eight towns and cities across the UK putting on, we called it One Good Friday and it was One Good Friday 2020 and we had all these towns putting on exactly the same play at the same time with the mm -hmm. same costumes and 22 and then suddenly we couldn't put it on mm -hmm. we had eight different jesuses and we were going to bring them to trafalgar square and there's a jesus for everybody of all different type and it never happened so um but we now uh, two of them uh, we had worcester this year and edinburgh and um, Bishop Auckland couldn't do it this year, but it, it's so interesting. You can plan and dream and hope, but mm. it didn't happen like we thought it would happen, as so often these <laughs> things do. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, because yeah, it would be good to take it onto every street in the country, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you. I think that brings us nicely to our second music break.
wanted to to know if you have any kind of sense of the impact that these plays have on the public. Um, if you've had any like feedback from people about how it's received by them and what impact it's had on them and their lives. Um, well, I can only talk from personal experience um, when people come up to me. Um, we did do a Vox Pox um, little video thing this year after the, the Trafalgar Square thing, and people lined up to come and give their their um, opinions and their thoughts. Actually, one lady I heard this year was... She was just weeping. She was from Pakistan and said, do you realize how lucky you are that you can put this production, this story on in your streets? She said, if only we could do something <laughs> so obvious. Mm. Um, and l last year I had, uh, funnily enough, two Muslim ladies um, one had been married to um, a Christian lady who'd been married to a Muslim um, from Tangier all her life. Um, and she had a 22-year-old daughter. And she said, I just brought my daughter here because I wanted her to see my side of the story. Mm. And then I had another Muslim girl came up absolutely crying her eyes out and saying, do you realize this is a story of hope? Do you realize I've just lost two friends in a car accident and now I know I'll see them again? Mm -hmm. And oh. she was just weeping, saying this, this, is, this is hope. Um, so you never know, they usually have to come and seek me out quite hard because mm -hmm. I'm usually behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But that, that it was, it's, it, it's very encouraging when that, kind of thing happens. I also had a couple of Sikhs two or three years back who went, this is a terrible play. Said, How could you do this to your God? And I said, don't, don't worry, wait and see. We cannot do, we cannot wait. This is such a terrible thing you're doing to your God. We would never do this to our gods. So, you know, it hits people in different ways. <laughs> And I don't know if they stayed to the end or not. But oh, you mean they hadn't seen the resurrection yet? <laughs> yes, they hadn't. I said it's got a happy ending. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's a really, really beautiful story. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder, just following on from, from that, what... I don't know if it's a spoiler, but um, I'm sure our listeners are familiar enough with the gospel that <laughs> I don't run the risk of being complained at for, for spoiling. Um, but um, where do you bring the life of Christ up to you in your in your summer production? Um, we um, we do yes, we do the we do Mary Magdalene um, at the tomb and Jesus the gardener, and then we do Thomas. And then we do um, Jesus doing by his with his little fire and the, um, the fishing scene. Oh, nice. um, and breakfast. Peter, um, yes, breakfast, <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> and Peter, um, uh, Peter and Jesus saying, "Do you love me?" three times. And then mm -hmm. we we finish, and Jesus makes a final. Um, address to the to the audience about the the commission basically mm. go out and tell the world mm. um 
So, yes, the, the resurrection. I always get upset when schools or various parties have to leave before the resurrection <laughs> because it's the best bit. <laughs> and maybe a question to follow on from that. Is there a particular scene or um, place in Wintershaw on the estate that, that you look forward to, to seeing come to life or working on each year? Um I suppose. (laughs) I know. Thinking of food, I'm on the food thread. The feeding of the five thousand. I love just before lunch and the kids and everybody's thinking, "Gosh, picnic, picnic!" I'm looking forward to a glass of wine or whatever. Um, They, we do. We finish on the feeding of the five thousand just before the the lunchtime break, and um, everybody in the audience gets a piece of bread and the disciples come out and share the bread, delicious bread from Cranley. Um, And everybody gets a bit and everybody's just so thrilled when the disciples bring out and then we gather the the leftovers into the 12 baskets. But (laughs) no, it's lovely. And then going, we want some, we want some. Do you ever not fill up 12 baskets? <laughs> yes, actually, we never fill up even one basket. That's the point. Um, and you mentioned there the fishing scene as well. So um, what's that been? The fishing I scene. Could sort of paint a picture of the estate. Um, well, um, we, we, um, the boats, um, we have um, a couple of boats on, on, the, on the lake, on the ponds, and they're fishing and Jesus calls from the bank and there's a little fire going. And um, and of course, Peter leaps into the water and everybody loves that bit. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, there mm-hmm. is Jesus and he's cooking for them and he says, come and have breakfast. Mm-hmm. So it's lovely and it's, it's lovely because of the the way um, the windshield lends itself with the water and and nature and the environment and just actually the environment I believe is so healing and God's world <laughs> is so beautiful mm. and some of these inner city kids from London have not seen grass before literally they're amazed and actually if they spend all the days chasing butterflies i don't Mm. care because i just Mm. know that that's a spiritual experience for them just doing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just experiencing i mean the older they get you get these huge big secondary school kids who go mad if they see a baby frog or a a bee (laughs) or something but actually we've got to bring the divide between town and country closer um, mm. in the, this environmental crisis that we're in. And it's a way for them to see how beautiful the countryside is. Mm. In a very, very peaceful place as well. In um, a very peaceful yeah. place. None of it's indoors. So if it pelts with rain, we sit under umbrellas. <laughs> very British and, response. And, <laughs> very, yeah. And we go on. And actually, as I always say, Jesus only ever got into trouble when he went into the town. You know, (laughs) when he he was on the hillsides and people came, it was all perfect. (laughs) How how are your rehearsals going? Do you sort of take a full week rehearsing just before or have you been doing weekends or...? 
weekends yeah. and we've got a fantastic director ashley herman who's a west end director and he treats everybody with you know as they're not treated like volunteers you know thank you so much it's no you be here at 10 o'clock and <laughs> you do this you know it's he he expects the best from them and as a result they give the best um and the rehearsals um he's he's muttering um that there's been too many bank holidays and too many half terms <laughs> but um no they're going fine they're mm -hmm. going fine but with with all our new young disciples it's they haven't done it before some of uh, our, our older team which are invaluable who have been there 20 30 years some of them um keep keep us steady <laughs> keep mm -hmm. us steady and sort of know which know most of the parts really mm -hmm. um they've played them through the generations so no we're very lucky i'll just give, lucky. give the number out again in case anyone does want to call in um it's oh one two two three three seven five five six four that's oh one two two three three seven five five six four so if you do have any questions then do call in um and ask them to charlotte um would you say like if there's anyone listening and um they have never done much acting before maybe they're they're intrigued and they want to get involved like is it something that's very friendly to amateur oh, it's actors totally totally yeah. none of us have done any of it before we're all none of us none of us you know and so you can be a crowd member or you can be a speaking part member or you can you can come with your kids and join as a family or um it, everybody everybody and anybody uh, are welcome to come and be in it um that's wonderful and, I, yeah. I have I have a friend who got involved who uh, got to dress up as a Roman centurion and ride a horse and <laughs> was absolutely thrilled by that. This sort of like guy who's in his early twenties and sort of fulfilled his wildest dreams. <laughs> so, Riding into Trafalgar Square on the horses is just some really amazing. I mean, Trafalgar Square blows your mind, really. Mm -hmm. But um, even the nativity. I mean, you know. Um, it's it's wonderful because they ride into the barn and the sheep come into the barn and everybody's sort of yeah it's it's a, a totally different play we have a wonderful choir that um, sings in it um, and it's more like a mystery play mm -hmm. um, because Archangel Michael takes on Herod and oh. so the fight there is between good and evil in that and um but it's it's um it's wonderful real baby mm. always a real baby <laughs> cries quite mm -hmm. a lot just but, just um, a reminder in case anyone's just tuned in we're talking about um wintershaw which are plays about the life of christ that are put on in in surrey um on the wintershaw estate um and uh they're really really wonderful and i think it's it it's something that's often lacking when you can be so familiar with the gospel stories, but it really brings them to real, like to reality, to life in a in a very concrete way, in a way that's almost quite shocking when you realise you've you've never seen anything like that. So when I when I saw the Passion Play um, for the first time, it was just it really hit me like 
the sense that this really happened. And you, of course, you have the mm. animals and you have everyone there, and Jesus is kind of not actually crucified. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to the actor, but like it, it really brings it home to you in a very profound way. Um, so uh, it's, it's it's really really wonderful. Mm, and I think especially we've seen as well the popularity of the TV series The Chosen. Oh yes, of course. Um, yeah. And just yeah, the, the the popularity of Wintershawl I've just seen. Uh, I was going to remind the listeners of the dates and I've just seen the, the first day seems sold out. Um, I know, that's so, rather good news, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's obviously um, going to be a very busy summer. Um, but yes, this popularity of maybe this visual element or seeing the story of the gospel come to life in a way that maybe word searches and crosswords at catechism class didn't quite make it come to life to us um, when we were younger. Um, so a real encouragement um, to get yourselves along to Wintershaw this summer um, from the 27th of June to the 1st of July and tickets are um, available on, on the website and I'm sure um, there will be many Radio Maria listeners heading mm-hmm. heading over this summer. So yes, I wonder, Charlotte, maybe if you could sort of wrap up um, by telling us what you're looking forward to this summer, or what um, what somebody going along to Wintershall um, can expect to experience, or what they should look out for, or um, yeah, what they should bring um, along. <laughs> yeah, what they should bring along is a delicious picnic, um, but and a good rug, and your families and your friends or your church groups. And if you have schools, we've got a bursary fund if people are finding transport difficult. Um, we would just love to welcome you there to see the Jesus story come alive, um, to to realize that actually the politics in those days were just as bad as the politics are in these days, <laughs> and that Jesus can cut through it and God's in charge and just come and be encouraged and uplifted and just know yeah just let your faith be inspired that's what Mm -hmm. I would say Um, so we would love to welcome you and you two (laughs) girls and anybody at Radio Maria we'd love to welcome you that's wonderful thank you um, so I think that's a, a really great place to end our journey through Wintershawl this morning on Radio Maria's Just Life episode. It's been a real pleasure to have Charlotte DeClay, producer of the plays um, and producer of the upcoming session, se- summer season of The Life of Christ, um, join us on the airwaves. So thank you. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Thank you. Take care. God bless you all and your lovely listeners. <laughs> thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. That's been Just Life here on Radio Maria England, broadcasting from the London studio. Um, and it's been a delight to be to have had Charlotte DeClay um, on, on the airwaves this morning, sharing about Wintershaw. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. 
See our website radiomariaengland.uk for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.